This program was originally planned for the Great Manila programs. But with the pandemic, John Carter brings this teaching on the occult from his studio in Los Angeles. John Carter will now bring out into the open the secretive and hidden world of the occult. Hello, friend. Today we're talking about the sinister, evil world of the occult. I want to welcome our viewers around the world, across these great United States of America, down there to the great land down under to Australia, but especially, especially today to my friends in the great land of India. What a, what a tremendous place. Population of what, 1.2, 1.3 billion people. And many of those people there believe in the spirits. They believe in the occult. And seeing we're on Indian television, I'm talking to you right now. And I want you to listen very, very carefully to the texts out of the holy scriptures that we believe were given to us by God himself. In the first segment of this program on the sinister world of the occult, we told you the story of the king of Israel, King Saul, who went along to see a spiritist. And the, the medium or the witch, as it is called, in, as she is called in the scriptures, brought up the prophet Samuel. But the truth of the matter was it wasn't the prophet Samuel at all because Samuel was dead. And Jesus said that the dead are sleeping, awaiting the resurrection. Therefore, if it was not the prophet Samuel, who was it? And we answered that question, it was a masquerading, deceiving, evil spirit. And the Bible tells us, yes, listen to this very carefully, my friends. The Bible tells us, are you ready for this? The Bible tells us there is an unseen world of evil spirits. I'll say it again. The Bible teaches, I want you to hear this, there is an unseen world of evil spirits. Let this sink down into the molecules of your mind, I tell you today. Now I'm going to turn over here to a text. I'm going to come over here to 1 Corinthians 51 and onwards, and you may wonder, why on earth are you reading this text? Well, it'll be self-evident. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In the New Testament, as well as in the Old Testament, death is symbolized by the word sleep. When a person dies, the Bible says he goes to sleep in other words, he becomes unconscious. You may say to me, this goes against what all the preachers say. I'm not very concerned because I want to follow Jesus and the Bible. It says we're not, we're not all going to sleep, but we shall all be changed. Verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed for this corruptible, this corruptible body must put on incorruption. And this mortal, this mortal body must put on immortality. So when this corruptible, 
has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. My friend, now just wait for this. I do not believe in the immortality of the soul because the doctrine of the immortality of the soul is not found in the Holy Bible. It came to us from the ancient Egyptians who passed it on to the Babylonians, who passed it on to the Persians, who passed it on to the Greeks, who passed it on to the Romans, who passed it on to the Roman church. Not taught in the Bible. The Bible says that the dead are sleeping, a beautiful, peaceful sleep, and they are awaiting the resurrection. So the Bible says all the saints are sleeping, and it's not talking about church. Listen, (laughs) Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 6, after that he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, speaking of Christ of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. The Bible, Jesus, all the great saints in the New Testament talk about death as a sleep. Do you hear me? Do you get it? Listen very, very carefully. All the saints are sleeping. Samuel, the prophet, is sleeping. Therefore, that being that appeared in the form of Samuel, was not Samuel, but a masquerading demon. Do you get it? Peter is sleeping. Now, my great friends in the Roman Catholic Church tell me that their church is built upon St. Peter. But I wouldn't want a church that was built upon a dead saint. I want a church that is built upon a living Christ. That's the difference. So Peter is sleeping. The Blessed Virgin Mary is sleeping. Paul, the great apostle, is sleeping. All the holy apostles are sleeping, awaiting the blessed resurrection when Christ shall return. And our loved ones are sleeping. In fact, it says in Acts chapter 2 and verse 34 that the man who wrote the book of uh, Psalms, this mighty prophet of God whose name was uh, David, it tells me something very significant. It says in Acts 2, verse 34, just listen to this, please. For David did not ascend into the heavens. You say, well, that's not what uh, my preacher says. That's not what my church says. That's not what I want to believe. My friend, I believe in Christ. I believe in the Holy Scriptures. I believe in the teachings of the prophets. For David did not ascend into the heavens. David is not in heaven. David is sleeping, uh, awaiting the resurrection when he will be with Christ in paradise. But he says himself, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand, for David did not ascend into the heavens. Therefore, Samuel is not in heaven. Peter is not in heaven. Mary is not in heaven. Paul is not in heaven. All the holy apostles are not in heaven. Our beloved dead Our beloved dead, I tell you, are sleeping, awaiting the resurrection. That's why the Bible tells me not to trust in the apostles, not to pray to the apostles, not to pray to Peter, not to pray to Mary. You say, but I've been taught to pray to Mary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
But the Bible tells me that Mary cannot save. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 is one of the great texts. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other. That includes Mary. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And it is talking about Jesus. The only way, my friend, you can be saved is through the Lord Jesus Christ, not through the saints. Now, I know in Mexico, other parts of the world, people have great feasts and they go to honour the dead and they take little offerings and so forth. They do the same in India because they believe the dead are conscious and the dead become spirits and these spirits can come back to them. Listen to me. Please listen to me. For your soul salvation, the Bible teaches that only Christ can save us because the true church is built upon the living Christ. False churches are built upon men. But the Bible tells me that Jesus saves. All right then. You folks are logical. I'm trying to be logical. Here's the next question. Who are the spirits in spiritism? Who are these beings that appear in the seance chamber? Who are the, the gods, the spirits in India? Uh, who was that being that appeared so long ago in the seance chamber with King Saul? Will anybody tell me, please? Who are these beings? Who are these spirits if they're not the spirits of the dead? Well, I'm turning over here to Revelation chapter 12. And verses 7 down to 9, dear hearts and gentle people. Revelation 12, 7 to 9. I want to give it to you out of the Bible. Revelation 12, 7 to 9. And war broke out in heaven. Can you believe it? There was a tremendous cosmic struggle. How long ago? Eons ago. War broke out in heaven. Michael, that's another name for Christ. And his angels fought with the dragon. You got Christ and you got the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. What a fight this must have been. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old called the devil and Satan, Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. The Bible tells me that there was a cosmic struggle over truth and error, righteousness and evil. And the Bible makes it plain there was one great personality, the one whom we worship, Christ. And the Bible tells me that his angels fought against the dragon, Satan, the great serpent of old, and he was so magnificent in his persuasive powers that, wait for this, one-third of the angels joined with him in rebellion against Almighty God. What chance have you got? You and I got no chance at all against this power except if we are in Christ, and Christ is our Lord. 
So one third of the angels, they were spirit beings. They remained spirit beings. They apostatized. They gave up the holy faith. They were deceived. And they joined forces with the mastermind of evil. There is a mastermind of evil. Are you listening to me? There's a mastermind of evil And I think there must be billions of these fallen angels. They are the spirits in spiritism, not your loved ones. Don't be taken in. They are the ascended masters, these so-called gods who come back to talk to us. They are the demon gods of paganism. You say you're too strong. No, I'm just telling you the truth. Do you want to know the truth or you just want a lot of Hogwash. If you turn to this program, you're going to get the truth. So help us God. The spirits in the seance chamber, the gods of the new age, the gods of paganism. I've been to these places. I have gone into their temples and I have felt their presence. I went only with Christ beside me. I went there because I needed to. But stay away from those places, my friend. Uh, These are the realms not of the dead. These are the realms of evil spirits, fallen angels, much smarter than you, much smarter than me. That is why we hang to Christ. That's why we need Christ. Now, Bible prophecy teaches that Evil spirits will invade and occupy planet Earth during the last days, our times. I seem to think it's already happening. Come over here to Revelation 16, verse 13 and 14. I give it to you for your consideration out of the Bible. People tell me today, well, we just don't want too much. Well, I'm going to give you too much because I want, I want to see you saved. Uh, verse 13 and 14, and I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet. That's the great triple apostasy. I can't talk about it now. Verse 14, for they are the spirits of demons performing signs, doing miracles, which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. The Bible teaches that planet Earth is going to be invaded in the last days by millions, probably billions uh, of mighty deceiving angels. Now we're going to talk about the demons from the bottomless pit. I'm going to turn to Revelation chapter 9 and I'm going to tell you something that most folks haven't got a clue about, uh, but I've come to understand this. I've studied this for 50, 60 years. At last, I believe I understand it. It is a prophecy that concerns you and me in the last days. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. That's Satan, Satan. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit. The smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke, locusts came. Locusts came. We're going to have, next verse, came upon the earth. 
and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And they had a king over them, the angel of the bottomless pit, wait for it, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek has the name Apollyon, and it means uh, destroyer. The Bible says right in the very last days, I believe we're living in the last days. There comes the great fallen angel, Satan. And God gives him permission to open up the bottomless pit. And out of the bottomless pit comes uh, the demons from hell. Jesus spoke about the scorpions and all of these things. He spoke about the evil spirits. He described them as scorpions and these terrible monsters. This is symbolic language. You say to me, why does the Bible talk about all these things in symbolic language? Because a picture is worth a thousand words. And in the last days, the bottomless pit is opened up. And up out of the bottomless pit come uh, the demons from hell. You say to me, oh, I know, I reckon I, I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to understand the truth about death. I don't need to understand the truth about the commandments. My friend, uh, get ready to be overwhelmed by the demons from hell. I tell you, our only salvation is in Christ speaking through his word. Do you hear what I'm saying? Our only hope today is in Christ, not don't trust in me. I am a mere human mortal, full of faults and everything else. Our only hope, listen to me, I'm talking to you. Are you listening to me? I'm talking to you. Our only hope is in Christ. Because in the last days, the bottomless pit is opened up and the demon, the demon of demons, Satan, uh, the great, great, being the great spirit creature who used to stand next to God. He was the covering cherub. He stood in the very presence of God, but he turned away from God and became God's enemy and your enemy too, friend. And with his hordes, with his hordes, he is the great power in the sea ants chamber. If you're going along to the pagan gods, if you're praying to the spirits, and if the spirits are visiting you, fall upon your knees now and call out for Christ. Call upon Christ and say, Lord Jesus, save me now. While you got a chance, while you have an opportunity, this may be your time. I want you to know this. Our only hope and salvation is found in Christ the Lord. I'm going to take you to a wonderful, wonderful story. Luke chapter 8, 22 to 25. I want you to think about this. Luke 8. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and a windstorm came down on the lake. And they were filled with water and they were in jeopardy. And so the boat's going to sink but they've forgotten that Jesus is in the boat. And, and, and this is just a wonderful, wonderful story. 
And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we're perishing. Don't you care? We're dying. We're going to drown. And he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And uh, the Bible tells us uh, they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? Faith. And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. I want you to know something. Don't you forget it. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He's Lord over the winds. He's Lord over the waves. He's Lord over the bad circumstances in your life. Are you still listening? The Bible tells me this Jesus Christ is Lord over the demons. Yes, he is Lord over the demons. And if you don't have him in your life, my friend, uh, beware, beware, beware. And Luke 8, 26 to 35, it's a long passage, but we're just going to work through it. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. Are there demons? If you believe in Christ, yes. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. And the story goes on and says, this man who was living in the tombs, he confronts Christ. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him. The loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? He's the son of the most high God. I beg you, do not torment me, for he had commanded the unclean spirits to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. There is no power that can bind Satan except Christ. And so here is the confrontation. Jesus asked him, saying, what is your name? He said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not uh, command them to go out into the abyss. Now a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain, so they begged that him that he would permit them to enter them, and he permitted them. Then the demons went out of the man and entered the swine and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and they got drowned. I want you to know Jesus is Lord over the demons. And uh, there's another text I think I'm going to read to you here because it tells us the sequel. When those who fed them, the pigs saw what had happened, they fled and told it into the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what had happened and came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. <laughs> Jesus is Lord over the forces of nature. He's Lord over the winds. He's Lord over the waves. Jesus is Lord of all. And what is more, my friend, you better believe this. He's Lord over the demons. He cast out all of those demons and the man was restored. The man was redeemed by the power of Christ. You say, I'm scared of the demons. Well, if you don't know Christ, you ought to be. But when you take Christ into your life, 
you become a fortress invincible because Christ is Lord of all. So what's my message today? Do you folks in India, in Australia, in America, Great Britain, around the world? Here it is. Believe in Jesus. Accept him now as your Lord and Savior. Believe with the mind, with the soul, with the heart. Number two, believe in the Bible, the Holy Word of God. Get away from all the nonsense stuff. Believe in the Bible. Number three, beware of the healer who heals by the power of the Spirit. They do this all the time in the Philippines. I've been there, I've seen it done. Beware of the healer who heals by the power of the Spirit. Number four, refuse to go to the media. When they say, hey, come along, we'll find out what the future holds. We'll find out who you ought to marry, all this rest of this stuff. Refuse to go to the medium. If you go to the medium, you are going into the presence of Satan. Number five, turn your back on evil spirits. Number six, renounce the devil and his evil ways. And don't put it off. Do it now. Do it now. N-O-W. Do it now. Will you do it? Will you come to Christ? Let me pray for you. Oh, my Father, we thank you for your powerful word. And we thank you that Jesus Christ is Lord of all, that he's Lord over the demons. He's Lord over the evil spirits. And today we renounce these evil forces. We ask you to cast them out of our lives. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into our hearts and to make us clean and to make us whole. And we say this prayer in the powerful, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, and for his sake and for his glory. Amen. Amen. Time. It takes only a minute to have eternal life. How can you get saved in a minute? It's simple. First, believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Second, accept his free gift of eternal life. And then, you're saved. It's not hard. It doesn't take any time. You can be saved in a minute right now. Pray with me. Lord God, I realize that I am a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. I accept that your son Jesus Christ died for me. I ask Jesus into my heart. If you prayed this prayer, you are saved. The next thing to do is tell someone. Fellowship with other followers of Jesus. Get baptized. Read your Bible and pray. Choices. We make them every day, all day. The most important choice you will make in your life is whether to choose eternal life or let it pass you by. If you'd like more information about your new life, call the number and visit our website. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app.
The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for The Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for The Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to The Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.